Do you know what time it is? It's that time again with Cindy Gern, who has the latest news about employment trends, current opportunities, and innovative strategies for managing a career on WERA 96.7 FM in Arlington, Virginia. Hello and welcome to another episode of Cracking the AI Code podcast, where we deconstruct world-class AI experts and learn about machine learning and artificial intelligence applications. You know, we all are hearing the hype around AI. We also hear words like data science and machine learning. And every day we hear in the news that Amazon or Google has another new AI application. What is important to acknowledge is that it is not just technology innovation, but these applications have huge impact on our lives. So it's imperative for us to understand what are the skills required to learn these technologies and actually use it in the future of work and jobs. So today I have with me Delila Benachinho, who is the founder of Fem Investor as well as an esteemed consultant with the World Bank, helping them develop AI applications. Welcome, Delila. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much for being here. And today I want to start off with what is called your origin story. So tell me about what, how did you enter into the world of data science right from your schooling and college so that we also gain some insights as to new pathways. So um, I, had, uh, I have a master in computer science and mm-hmm. while I was doing the master in computer science, um, I was interested in AI. And, uh, and the problem is uh, in AI at that time was uh, expert systems, but also neural network. And most of it, a lot of it uh, depend on statistics. So therefore, I decided to go on PhD in statistics. So before even you did the master's in computer science, what did you do? What did you graduate in? Uh, in uh, I graduated in the BS in computer science. Mm-hmm. And then I went to uh, a master I did in computer science. But the computer science was in AI also. Mm, and interesting. Then, because uh, I was interested. That was the 90s. I was interested in algorithm design mm-hmm. and uh, programming languages. But I wasn't interested in operating systems or telecommunication. So uh, and, bec- and I f- saw that... Um, uh, when I looked at uh, what AI at that time could do, that you can get value from data, mm-hmm. I decided that's where I, I want to be. So tell me, what, where did you do your schooling? How did you get interested in computer science in the first place? Uh, okay, so I did my schooling at American University. Mm. And uh, the reason I was interested in computer science, I used to be... Uh, before biology and physics major. Mm. But then uh, the funny part is uh, uh, I was uh, asked to go to physics depart- uh, physics major, but I saw there were only men. So I thought uh, maybe I should try something new. 
And then I took computer science, the first course of computer science. I found it very challenging. And I said, uh, this is where I want to be because it was a challenging... Uh, the challenge the that challenge. you want to solve. <laughs> I know. And I like the problem solving. So that's why I went to computer science. That's what interests me is solving problems. And uh, because when you do uh, like uh, algorithm design, you do mm-hmm. a lot of, there's a lot of uh, solving problems. So I like that. And I'm also I like that I don't need... Uh, I don't need machine. I just need a computer and coding, and I can build interesting things. Right. No, that's a fascinating thing to know, that you can actually build interesting things and solve problems. Tell me a little bit about that statement you made. You saw that in physics there were not many women, and those in the audience who are women, I think, can totally relate to it. I can relate to Mm -hmm. it. Just let's talk a little bit about that and how many women were in um, the computer science course. Uh, At that time... There were not many, but the the thing is that the one who were there, I knew them very well, so they were my friend because they they were like foreign students like me. So uh, we were taking classes together, so it it made it easy to be in computer science. Also, we had the chairman that was a woman. The, the computer Wonderful. science department had a lot of women in uh, in the nineties. They had a lot of women who were who had who were professors in computer science, and that's the reason why I decided to go to computer science instead of staying physics. So in physics, when you go to department, they're mostly men. They're like mostly you go to parties and you see only men and tall men with the, <laughs> <laughs> look like they are they are in some uh, like uh, far men, you know. Right, right. So that's interesting. So do you think from the 90s when you saw so many computer science professors who were women, has it changed a lot? Do you think it's come down or increased? It has come down a lot. I, I was surprised because... Uh, I think what happens in nineties, there was no um, if you, if you like if you're a woman, you get a degree in computer science, you are treated equally as a man. But now everybody thinks uh, like when they think computer science, they think like a geek, a man, mm. and that perception didn't exist at that time. I think because it was a new field. I mean, even though it was not that new, yeah. but it was new for people. That's interesting because right now I think AI and machine learning is where computer science was in the nineties. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of women have an equal footing. So let's talk a little bit about, okay, you you did your master's in computer science and you had an interest in AI and data science. So what was the first job that you got and did you apply any data science uh, techniques over there? Okay. But at that time, there was no data science because Correct. there was no data. So only what happens is uh, we got, the, there was a, somebody else and I, we got a job at the, the World Bank and they wanted us we didn't even apply for it. So they wanted, because they saw one of our papers, so they wanted us to build a training model for them mm-hmm. in the uh, uh, bond market. Mm-hmm. And uh, the thing is, they want to see whether this technology uh, is helpful or not. Is there use for this technology? And that's what we were hired to mm-hmm. build the training model for them. So that was your first job at the World That was Bank. first job. Mm-hmm. And that was, uh, and then in fi- at that time, the only very few industries had a lot of data. Mm-hmm. And one of them that had data was uh, finance. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, where I start. that's uh, where we started building the models. Mm-hmm. And, that, uh, and at that time we were, um, if you think of the 1990, the machines were even slower than your own phone, much slower, they have speed of your phone. Right. Half the space of your phone, not even not no, no not even half. Maybe let's see, uh, if you get half uh, five hundred megabyte, 
no, I bought at that time, uh, what happened? 500 megabyte for like $800. It was very expensive, mm-hmm. like uh, space, extremely expensive. And a lot of it, a lot of this, what you call now, this uh, machine learning tools you find out, mm-hmm. everything has to be, mostly everything has to be done by hand. You mm-hmm. have to re- read the papers, translate the papers to uh, like mathematics, mathematics to coding, and mm-hmm. then run them. Right, right. Amazing. So, so tell me how you went about from being um, working on exciting projects at World Bank to starting your own company, Fem Investor. Ah, so what happens uh, after I left the bank, um, because that was the bond market, I decided to be interested in the equity market. Mm-hmm. So I decided, I was looking at, um, as you know, you have the uh, Dow Jones Index, mm-hmm. you have the um, NASDAQ, you have mm-hmm. S&P. So I said, at that time I was looking, I was like, there's nothing for like uh, affinity index. Mm-hmm. So why don't I try to create a breast cancer index? And that's why I created the Femvestor. So to build the indices that are uh, affinity indices. And the first one was uh, the breast cancer index. And then I created one for, uh, before the iPhone came out, I was, um, before uh, I was able to get the name of the companies who are made in iPhone, because as you know, iPhone is not made by Apple only. There are right. a lot of companies running. There's a running. whole ecosystem lot. around yes. that. So I was able to get a sheet of the companies who, who were. <laughs> the vendors. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I, I took those names and I saw which one are uh, public companies and mm-hmm. I tried to create the index out of them. And then when we had another one, which uh, we we uh, I don't uh, I didn't uh, have it in uh, public, but one of them I did was about uh, like Iraq War. Before Iraq War, I decided to see which companies will profit the most from the Iraq War, and I took those uh, those companies and created index out of those companies. So, what were some of the uses of those uh, models that you created? Those ones are like, for instance, if you what ha- the for breast cancer index, you have uh, you you can see if you want to invest for uh, by what you think, like for instance, for breast cancer index. Okay, so you have many ways to to help a cause. Mm-hmm. You can either give money to a nonprofit organization. Mm-hmm. Another one, you can uh, invest directly into companies who are doing. Uh, who are doing good. They're making Research money, but they're it. doing good. Mm-hmm. So uh, one way is the breast cancer index. I had it is that it shows you all the companies that uh, and what they're doing, like uh, GE, for instance, or there's even one that makes um, uh, what we call wigs. Mm-hmm. So you can say, okay, here are the companies I can invest in, mm-hmm. and then I will choose one of these companies to invest in and invest uh, following my uh, my affinity. So mm. that's... Uh, very what I believe interesting, in. very interesting. So you had an interesting path as a foreign student. You were interested in problem solving. You saw more women and went into computer science. What do students today, today students are confused because they have a lot of options. Even yes. people who are working mm-hmm. and they want to change their skills, they're confused with the amount of options. Yeah. But but. We all know you and me as technologists, we know data science is the way to go for the yes. future of jobs. That's right. So how would somebody today evaluate and get into the space of data science, which is the foundation for artificial yes. intelligence applications? So um, the thing is, you have to ans- you have to have uh, try to get a good uh, base, uh, ba- uh, good background in statistics, because it's really understanding your data. If you don't understand data, you can get value from your data. 
that's my thing the second thing is ha um, uh, the second thing is always try uh, the more you do, the more data you, the more exposure to new data you have the more problems you have the better you become so from the beginning try to start with the simple data try to see what kind of how to set up a hypothesis how to uh, extract insight from the data and then and then go from simple data to more complex data and that's how you bec- you can become better but the main thing is you have to the main thing is you have uh, you always have to try and New, you you have to put to make your hand dirty. You cannot Correct. just go theoretical, and at the same time get the basic in statistics because statistics. I know many people like they say, oh, statistic DAO is not useful because we have a lot of data, but it's not true. Even with a lot of data, with the, you can take. Um, Uh, statistics can help you be more focused and get uh, more insight from your data than if you don't have any statistical background. Uh, another thing is you need to, uh, I mean, coding is crucial. Mm-hmm. So you need to learn uh, some kind of tool, f- uh, some kind of coding. like. Mm-hmm. And But it, it doesn't have to be so sophisticated because mm-hmm. you're not doing, when you think about it, you're not uh, like uh, solving Uh, real, uh, there's no real algorithm where you have to hard algorithms to that you have to build. Mm-hmm. But the main thing is you should be able to know how to clean your data, know uh, which function can clean for your data, which function will do for you modeling, or how. So knowing the tool is very very important. So, so, these are the so one number one, know at least some coding tools. Yes. Um, or languages like yes. Python. Yes. And number two is uh. get some fundamentals of statistics very strong that's right that will help them definitely to get into the world of data science yes and then there's one more also important thing is uh, learn about databases crucial because a lot of people use a csv file mm-hmm. however if uh, if you have a database you're more flexible on how many data uh, how you uh, structure Store your data. data and yes. structure the data yes. so so yes the third thing is Um, learn databases, which yes. is important, and databases have been in existence for so many decades mm-hmm. now. So, um, just learn those three things, and I think you have set a good foundation to get into the world of data science. That's right. I like another point that you made: get your hands dirty, yes. right? So. what it means is just do some test problem solving and then some real problem That's solving right. and not just sit and study in a classroom or online work on real problems real on real that's why work on real problem that's how you, you acquire those skills and you get better the the more the more difficult problems you work on the better you become right that's no a, that's a great point that's a great point and then also like uh, i know but see the problem is data science now is very the definition is so diverse so another thing is people say visualization make uh, so learn some visualizational uh, tools like mm-hmm. even in r try to learn or even uh, yeah in r the best thing is to you learn ggplot2 you know you get nice uh, visualization And then learn how to do a story. You have data science. You have to be able to create a story mm-hmm. out of your data. That I like. I like that point. So tell me a little bit about what is a story, and if you have any good examples that you can share. Um, for uh, uh, let's see. Yes. Uh, for instance, uh, this one is uh, even though it's like statistical problem, it is a nice problem. For instance, um, the about. Uh, 
there were this story is about uh, tobacco company uh, tobacco companies and mm-hmm. uh, the government here the US government so the tobacco companies came to the government and they said look the reason for our tobacco our nicotine is so high it's really because of uh, uh, the, the 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 climate the, mm-hmm. where the where the leaves were grown where tobacco is grown and then so the the government said oh let me see if this is true So what happens is uh, they uh, they decided to do the experiment and decide to plant this uh, tobacco plant in a different climates. And then they found out all oh, these different plants have different sizes. So they said, oh, because they have different sizes, maybe they have different nicotine amount. And then the next step is they looked at uh, the nicotine amount and they found out that the nicotine amount between all these uh, different uh, plants is the same. So in reality, there is no, uh, in short, there was no uh, relation, impact. impact. Mm-hmm. So it means that the, these companies were putting additive. And then the next thing is that, okay, they're putting additive. So as a government, what should you do? What should be your next step? So you have to think about what is the next step out of this. For wonderful instance. example, wonderful example. So, so for those of uh, the folks who are listening, I think just relating that artificial intelligence applications can be used for such a use case mm-hmm. to determine, you know, the nicotine levels levels of a tobacco plant grown in different geographical areas or climates is a very awesome use case because you wouldn't think of that yes. right the, the most uh, common examples we think about is netflix and amazon yes. giving recommendations but there are so many use cases out there yes yeah. that's right so talk to us a little bit about what is the difference between data science and machine learning and how do they relate to the world of artificial intelligence mm, I, i think like uh the data scientists will will use machine they won't be using only machine learning so they will use machine learning as if they want to do a prediction or they want to do they want to predict something they will use machine learning however sometimes data scientists might be they will just look at um, try to uh, to understand the word so it really is just uh, this try to For instance, one thing I noticed one company, what it does is they are data scientist company, but what they are looking at, they're looking at satellite pictures. And for them, they're looking at satellite pictures to try to to see which part of, uh, which is a rich area, like area. For instance, they will look at parking, uh, cars parked in, uh, in a mall. Mm-hmm. And from there, with satellite pictures, from there, they can tell you whether, uh, how rich is uh, that area. For instance, mm. so that's so depending on what type of cars. Oh, yes, I'm sure in the DMV area they find a lot of Teslas <laughs> and uh, Audis and BMWs yes. all over the place, right? Yes. So that part is so machine learning is uh, really try to try to do a prediction. Either we do class uh, like uh, classification. I mean, there's many different machine learning, but mostly is where either if we're doing supervised, so we're doing we're even classifying things. Or we are doing regression means we're predicting the value. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, for instance, uh, like income, we're trying to, or like, uh, well, best example, trying to uh, predict your credit score. Mm-hmm. So that will be uh, regression. And uh, try to predict um, what, uh, what will you buy. So that will be classification. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, And how does that relate 
to data science and the world of artificial intelligence. So artificial intelligence deals with the problems that uh, uh, that uh, are uh, the reason for the way I understand for me it's, it deals with problems that cannot be solved in a timely manner. Mm-hmm. And so machine learning what happens is that we're trying uh, it uh, we're used to, when we talk about the statistic like linear regression, there's uh, solutions, uh, close solutions that we can find. So in machine learning says you, we are trying to estimate parameters, but the problem is the only way to par- estimate those parameters is through data. And that's mm-hmm. why it's called machine learning. Mm-hmm. So it's by going through the data that we try to uh, estimate those parameters and try to find the relationship, hidden relationship between our what uh, our maybe uh, try to find the relationship between our in, within our data, mm-hmm. so that's what it is, and so AI is AI covers a lot of things, and machine learning is small part of the AI, mm-hmm. and. Um, you want me to go in detail or? No, I mean, I just wanted to understand because these these words are sometimes yes. used interchangeably. Yes. So, so for sh- those of the ah, people who are listening, mm-hmm. if they want to get started, what is a good place for them to start? So, they ha- like if you do uh, data science, you should be concentrating on machine learning, not on all AI. Because mm-hmm. a lot of things in AI, like robotic, they will mm-hmm. work on robotic. But if you're a data scientist, you don't, you're, you, this is not something you'll be interested in. Mm-hmm. Robotic, so uh, you um, in in machine learning, you'll be in AI. You'll be doing planning and scheduling, mm-hmm. which is not part of uh, uh, data scientist work. Correct. So this is things that you don't need to to learn. Right. And so uh, in essence, AI is the umbrella, yes. and machine learning is a subset, and that's data right. science is a subset. That's too. right. So that's a good place to start. If you're interested, I think being an expert in data science and machine learning is a good place to get into the world of artificial intelligence. This is awesome, Dalila. So for those of the listeners who want to get in touch with you, what is the best place they can find you online? Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And I have uh, my blog, uh, blogspot.com. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I'm on Twitter too, on, uh, at uh, Femvester. That's awesome. Thank you so much for your uh, time. You. And thank you, listeners. We will be back with another episode of Cracking the AI Code pretty soon. Goodbye for now. Thank you for tuning in to The Workforce Show. This interview and others can be found at WERA.FM or at CareerCentralOnline.com. Thank you for listening. Until the next time.